Tuesday, the day that you trick your brain into thinking the week's moving along, but it really isn't. So got so much more week to go. Coming up on today's show, the state of the womb. Twitter spotlight on Crash. I gotta say this correctly. Yes, please. Crass Christian. And cheese is practically a vegetable now. Oh. But first, it's February 12th. And we got a couple holidays to celebrate. Don't I am about. so excited that we only have two holidays. I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. Maybe the holidays are getting the best of me or something. But <laughs> You don't like holidays? I'm just getting. Everybody loves holidays, Mo. Yeah, sure. Everybody loves holidays. The more obscure, the better. Apparently, today is rock in your seat day for Matt. Yeah. Because he's going side to side. My butt's falling asleep. I'm trying to <laughs> stimulate the cheeks. He's making me motion sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're on a boat or something. I do that on stage when I'm singing. Yeah. I go back. I rock back and forth. And I don't even notice that I'm doing it. Uh-huh. I get up on my feet even a little. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's unconscious. Conscious for me. I can't talk. This week. Why is that any different than it? Don't pretend like that's different from any other week. You typically can't talk. Hey. By Thursday, hey. you're... Hey. Blah, 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 blah. hey. Holidays. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so listen, we only have you're two, fired. so I figured we could... <laughs> Banter about other yeah. things. All right. Uh, number one is hug day. Oh, Not Matt. anymore. It's not happening now. No, I don't think so. <laughs> you ruined hug day. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe... Maybe that just means that you need to hug me. Because Forceful hug day. That's, just don't choke me out. Non-consensual hug day. No, consensual people make sure you are hugging people who want to be hugged. I don't want to hear that somebody's been arrested because they're hugging somebody because they heard on back row radio that they needed to hug people okay i was was just walking the parking lot and he jumped out and he hugged me i felt his breath on my neck don't go hugging people unless they want to hug but hey all you people who don't want to hug be open to a hug if you are going to hug someone don't eat funions before you hug them that's your life tip you can take to the grave okay Especially if you're going to kiss them. But that really needs to be consensual. Okay. So. <laughs> it's not kiss day, guys. It's hug day. It's also Paul Bunyan day. <laughs> Paul uh, Bunyan and Babe, right? His ox babe. That was Paul Bunyan. Right? Was the ox named Babe? Yeah, the ox. Yeah, the big named, blue ox. Was yeah, the it big named Babe? Blue ox, babe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Look that up. You might be right. I've never heard it otherwise, but I just want to see it in proof because so, you do have a history. So tired <laughs> of being doubted by people. Blue ox. Yeah, babe. Wow. I'm smarter than babe I look. The blue ox. I mean, that's not. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically you could call it knowledge that you knew it was. Babe, it is knowledge. I, mean, I remember I mean, that from like second grade. <laughs> I mean, how important is it? Really? Don't ask me what he did. What's the moral of Babe the Blue Ox? I have no idea. Don't remember. <laughs> Just know that it's Paul Bunyan and Babe. Yeah. Are you going to tell us, Matt? <laughs> nah. <laughs> all right, fine. It seems pretty long. I don't want to read all this. <laughs> all right, so everybody look up Paul Bunyan today. 
<laughs> get yourself some knowledge because it's his day <laughs> there's a bunch of questions was paul Bunyan a real person that's because he has a grave in minnesota he was a real person was he i thought he was a giant of folklore giant paul bunyan who was the one that had something to do with a railroad? It's a folktale. That was um, John Henry. John Henry. John Henry. See, I get those two stories mixed up. The only reason I knew that off the top of my head is because there is a character in DC Comics named John Henry Irons who becomes Steel, which is a man who tries to be like Superman. Okay. He builds his own mechanical suit. With still has like the Superman ass on his chest, but it's like out of armor that he forged himself. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very similar. Cool. <clears throat> okay. But yeah, it doesn't look like he's a real person. It's a tall tale about a person larger than life, but he does have a grave in Minnesota. So he had to be real. <laughs> does he? <laughs> We've Gosh. got about fifteen Billy the Kid graves, including Listen, one in Fort Sumner, New Mexico. Billy the Kid's us. not real. Billy the Kid's real, but all of those graves aren't. <laughs> oh, that's true. But nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Like nobody knows which one is his real grave. Just like nobody really knows. It's possible whether or that not none of Paul them are. Bunyan. <laughs> none of them are his real grave. Who knows? <sighs> All right. Today's show is brought to you by Back Row Radio, the home of the Back Row Morning Show. You wouldn't walk into an ice cream shop and just order three scoops of plain old vanilla. Of course, that's boring. You're boring. You don't limit your taste buds, so why limit your earbuds? Back Row Radio, Christian music in every flavor. If you only listen to our show via the podcast or you only listen to Back Row Radio during our show, you're missing out on a lot of fantastic music. Download the app for your smartphone. You can even enable it on your Alexa smart speaker. And the music selection is expanding by the week in just, you know, by, by dozens and dozens of songs. Of course, the new stuff, but a lot of older stuff, too, that is worth keeping in your mix, guys. So don't okay. miss out. Learn more at backwardradio.com. That's enough. Did I go off topic? Did yeah, I go off did. the script? Let's stop now. Well, these ads weren't paid for. They're my ads. So here's the news. Imagine a world where smartphones, laptops, wearables, and other electronics are powered without batteries. Researchers from MIT and elsewhere have taken a step in that direction with the first fully flexible device that can convert energy from the Wi-Fi signals in the air into electricity that could power our electronics. I don't even want to pretend like I understood anything of what you just said. Okay, well, there, there's Wi-Fi pretty much everywhere right, now in right. the air above our heads. Right, right. And there is, and so a, now a, our devices can convert that, those Wi-Fi piece, signals. Basically, just harvesting energy power out of the air. Does that really work? That's what they're doing right now. They've already made the first one. It's an antenna connected to a, a novel device made out of two-dimensional semiconductor, uh, or out of a two-dimensional semiconductor, just a few atoms thick. So it's basically just a. Very thin sheet of this device is just a very thin sheet that they could put inside your phone and it would just harvest power as you walk from the Wi-Fi signals in the air. 
That's incredibly interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. The AC signal travels into the semiconductor, which converts it into DC voltage that could be used to power electronic circuits or recharge phone batteries without being plugged in. Well, good for whoever figured out how to do that. Isn't that nuts? It's, uh, I'm, Their I would life assume, has forever changed. I would assume it's very similar to the way we have now the wireless charging with the phones where we can just put them on yeah. that little pad. Yeah. Except now, instead of needing the pad, the power that that phone is conducting is just all around us from the Wi-Fi signals. Hmm. Which, gosh, they are literally everywhere now. There's an app called a Wi-Fi analyzer you can... Uh, Buy it. It's free. You download it, and it'll show you all the signals of where you're standing. From where we sit right here, Mm -hmm. we could harvest uh, power from about 17 different Wi-Fi signals. But, okay, this might be a silly question. They're in homes. They're in whatever. Right. This probably is a silly question. Like, I can't use anybody's Wi-Fi. Right. Unless I know the password. You're not connecting to the internet with it. I'm just pulling the you're energy pulling, from there. You're literally just pulling the the electromagnetic signal out of the sky. Now, the question I would have was, does that reduce their that, signal? Yeah. yeah. Does that make their signal worse? But then again, at the same time, we're getting to the point where a lot of Wi-Fi is now higher and higher speed to the point where, you know, you could have a dozen or more devices connected to it at once and still not see a slowdown. Like that's how a lot of homes here in Clovis are now with fiber and with the right router, you wouldn't even notice a change Wi-Fi wise. And so it might not be a problem by the time it becomes uh, widespread technology. I'm interested. Yeah. I'm also very skeptical. Skeptical. But hey, <laughs> things things are going fast in the in, yeah, the, in the technology world these days, man. Things are going super fast. I can, I can't um, I cannot fathom where we'll be in ten years. But that scares me. Yeah, like our houses are gonna. <laughs> Like, have you seen, what is that movie? Smart House? Yeah. <laughs> the one from uh, Disney Channel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just, oh no, we are already giving all of our things personalities. That's the I thing. Would say, don't, like, give them, don't give them names and personalities. That's exactly what Chris said when we first got our Alexa. <laughs> yeah. He was like, um, is she going to kill us in our sleep? Like, is she going to fall in love with me and kill you? Yeah, right? <laughs> Why is no one else freaking out about these things? Because they're too busy heading over to KFC. Oh, gosh. Chicken Chain KFC is testing out a new sandwich that's making viral waves online due to one unusual ingredient. Cheetos. The KFC Cheetos Sandwich being rolled out for testing at select locations in Virginia, Georgia, the Carolinas, and other southern states, features an extra crispy chicken filet, a layer of crunchy Cheetos, and a special Cheetos sauce. The sandwich is available until March 24th, but the company said the sandwiches could become available nationwide if there's enough interest. What is it with Yum! brands that makes them add their chips to everything? What so is Yum it Brands, with what brand? Y- Yum Brands. That's Yum where, Brands. That's, they're tied in with Pepsi and Lay's. Okay. PepsiCo, pretty much. And their restaurants are Taco Bell, 
KFC, and Pizza Hut. And I think maybe another one that I'm forgetting. Oh, it's uh, Long John Silver's A&W. Those are their other one. So they own all those restaurants. And so we're seeing Taco Bell. We've seen Taco Bell with the Doritos Locos stuff mm-hmm. going on now for several years. Very popular. They're actually really They're good. very delicious. Yeah. I don't eat a normal taco from Taco Bell anymore. It's yeah. always a Doritos one. Even if it's a part of something else, like their cheesy gordita crunch. Yeah. You better use that nacho cheese shell on it. Can they thing. do that? Oh, yeah. They can use any of the shells Shut you want. Up. <laughs> Kicks it up a notch. Um, but do you just have to ask them for it? Yeah, if they even have a whole button for the nacho cheese shell one. It's like 10 cents Oh, that's more, when you but... order online. No, no, no. Oh. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's a lot easier to do it online on their app. But yeah, but yeah you go up there and say, I want a I wanna nacho cheese cheesy gordita crunch. And they'll give you a DLT Doritos Locos Taco cheesy gordita crunch. That's crazy. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm, what did Pizza Hut do? Uh, gosh. I don't know if Pizza Hut's done anything in America. Okay. But they have done a bunch of weird things, including chips, and I'm pretty sure Cheetos at one point, in other countries. Because they get weird in other countries, especially Japan. Japan gets the weirdest Pizza Hut pizzas with, like... Fish and lobster and hot yeah, dogs and burgers. that's because they don't understand and... what pizza is. Right. That's <laughs> very strange. <laughs> but, uh, but they've definitely done stuff like that in other, other countries. They haven't done that in America. But seriously, though, it's just weird adding chips and chip-like things to <laughs> established foods. I mean, the only thing that chips are good in <laughs> is a turkey and cheese sandwich. Nah. Peanut butter sandwich, too. Ew! You haven't ever put some, like, ruffles in a peanut butter sandwich? Do it. Not with jelly. Just peanut butter and the chips. It's fantastic. Jelly will ruin it. Jelly and chips don't go together. But the peanut butter sure does. That's disgusting. No! You're getting salty. You're getting sweet. That's great. That's gross. (laughs) It's not gross. That is gross. Come on, guys. Back me up here, folks. No. No. You put your ruffles. You put your right foot in. <laughs> on your layer of peanut butter. Close that puppy up. No. Nasty. And you get your salty crunch right in the middle of your creamy peanut butter. You also don't want to use crunchy peanut butter. Use Nasty. creamy peanut butter. Nasty. Fantastic. Gross. <laughs> but uh, this, you know, I was all about trying the Doritos Locos Tacos when they came out. I am not about trying this. Cheeto chicken sandwich. So here's my thing. Yeah. It's in it's in the Carolinas, Virginia, Georgia, the southern states. So I have so much family and friends. I mean, I grew up in North Carolina. Yeah. That's like at least 85% of my Facebook friends are in those areas. And not a single one have posted about it. I haven't seen anything on my... Maybe they don't know? No, because obviously it's not good. <laughs> Just ask your friends, hey, have y'all tried this thing? I want to know what the heck a special Cheetos sauce would be. Because it wouldn't just be cheese. It would be a sauce of some kind. What? I don't know. I don't know, man. Weird. KFC continuing to choose to do the weird thing. They are doing the weird thing. I feel like every <laughs> ever since, week. Ever since the the double down, where it was a sandwich, where instead of bread, it was too... Chicken breasts with cheese in the middle. Ever since they came out with that, 
It's just been one weird thing after the other. But the chicken and waffles wasn't weird. I really wanted to try it, but did RKFC have the chicken and waffles? No, they sold out in the first day. They really did, yeah. A lot of places sold out in the first day. <laughs> I had some, but <gasps> I'm kidding. I didn't have any. I just wanted to make mad. <laughs> Rude. All right, and a new study published by The Lancet claims that eating cheese reduces your risk of stroke and cardiovascular disease. Researchers from McMaster University in Canada looked at the dietary habits of over 130,000 people from 21 different countries between the ages of 35 and 70. After analyzing their data, the researchers placed the people into two distinct groups, reduced fat dairy and full fat dairy. The study concluded that eating more than two servings of cheese per day was in line with seeing a major decrease in the risk of stroke and a decreased risk in cardio- cardiovascular disease. I can't say that word either. They also saw that dairy products itself played a part in the study, noting that milk uh, and yogurt would be beneficial to your health as well. Hmm. I mean, that tells me cheese is a vegetable now. I don't know if it would be considered a vegetable. You need two or three servings of vegetables. But two I know of them are going to be cheese. I know a whole lot of people who can't eat vegetables without cheese. So. Right? <laughs> Yeah, you know what, no. Vegetables ruin cheese. I've tried cooked broccoli with cheese, melted cheese or whatever. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so bad. Do you know, though, so bad. I had a good friend in Italy who we picked on her all the time because her eating habits were that of a child. A child, yeah. And she would get, like, the steamable mixed vegetables that had the peas and the carrots and the green beans and everything. She'd get that. She'd steam up a bag of vegetables. And then she'd sprinkle cheese all over top of it and just eat it right out of the bag. Like, <laughs> I don't know how she did it. That, like, it, yeah. That is disgusting. There are some vegetables that you can't put cheese on. And I feel like that. Peas and carrots. Peas yeah, and, yeah. Absolutely not. Green beans? No. No. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. No, no. Although Ugh. green beans with Parmesan cheese. I could see that. It's really good. I could see that. I could see Parmesan on all those things. But only that. Yeah. Not like American cheese or cheddar cheese. Boo. Yeah. Boo. And that's what she did. Just no. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> shredded cheddar let's melt that up Velveeta pour yep. it all over the top and now she was convinced hey I'm getting my vegetables in I don't well, I mean, think it counts when you put well now, a, you, now a, you know you were wrong the study proves yeah. that I was wrong yeah but she's gonna outlive all of us she probably you is you running your marathons she's sitting there eating her cheese veggies <laughs> just getting healthier and healthier <laughs> All right, onion, not onion. I got two headlines here. One of them's real, one of them is fake. Mo's going to guess which one's real. What is real? And you can play along at home. Headline number one, man wants to sue his parents for giving birth to him without his consent. Or Logitech introduces high-resistance keyboard for fitness-minded typists. (laughs) I would like to know what that would look like. (laughs) They made a picture. A (laughs) high-resistance keyboard. It's very thick keys, and they each have 12 pounds of resistance. <laughs> Get those fingers in shape. Oh, it's the guy who wants to sue his parents. It sure is. A man is planning to sue his parents in India for giving birth to him without his consent. Raphael Samuel said that he had a great relationship with his parents, but has compared having children to kidnapping and slavery. 
The 27-year-old from Mumbai is an anti-natalist who believes it is wrong to put an unwilling child through the rigmarole of life for the pleasure of its parents. The anti-natalist movement is gaining traction in India as younger people resist social pressure to have children. Speaking to the print, Samuel said, I love my parents and we have a great relationship, but they had me for their joy and their pleasure. My life has been amazing, but I don't see why I should put another life through the rigmarole of school and finding a career, especially when they didn't ask to exist. Samuel runs a Facebook page called Nihilanaland, which has a hundred of followers, hundreds of followers, on which he regularly posts anti-natalist material. One image is captioned, Parents are hypocrites, with a text saying, A good parent puts the child above... Uh, its wants and needs, but the child itself is a want of the parent. A similar meme posted on the Facebook page reads, if parents truly knew what is good for their children, why did they have them? Another asks, isn't forcing a child into this world then forcing it to have a career, kidnapping, and slavery? And in yet another picture, he writes, the only reason your children are facing problems is because you had them. Some anti-natalist activists in India also argue that having children is a strain on Earth's resources and avoid por- uh, avoid procreation for environmental reasons. So, how do you get consent from an unborn child to you be born? Don't. <laughs> you don't. And I think so. I actually read this article earlier. Oh, you saw it already. Yeah, and no I think fair. that sorry. Um, I think that that was actually the question or. The article that I read stated that his mom would be willing to accept guilt if he could give her a reasonable answer as to how she would have known that he did not give her consent. Mm. That was her argument. How would I have known that you didn't want to come into this world? How you did, tell or me, yeah. Yeah, tell me how I should have known, and I'll plead guilty. <laughs> uh, I, I got to say, though, he said that... Parents only have children for their own pleasure. If if he thinks that parenting is pleasurable, he's doing it all wrong. I think we know who is not a parent. Right. In this <laughs> Speaking as a dad who's been dealing with throwing up children all week. It's sure not fun. Ain't, sure ain't a barrel of monkeys all the time. Right. <laughs> Hey, we were talking about yesterday. Our question was, what's a fun word to say? Yeah. Rigamarole. That's one of them right there. Rigamarole. Rigamarole. Gotta stay out of that rigamarole. See, again, I feel like any word is fun to say when you say it in a fun way. Rigamarole. (laughs) My name is Dr. Seuss. (laughs) My name is Morgan Freeman. Stay out of the rigamarole. (laughs) All right, Matthew. (laughs) Oh, when we come back. Twitter spotlight on our friend Crass Christian. Tuesday, Mo's got a mouthful of banana. Mm-hmm. 
just as she's about to start her segment. Yeah. <laughs> Three random facts. Matt was just sitting there. He wasn't really doing anything. I thought, oh, I have a minute to pop this portion in my mouth. And <laughs> I saw I saw your arm come down as I started saying welcome back. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thankfully, it's just banana. <sighs> Goes away pretty quickly. <laughs> okay, are we ready for our random facts? I would. Is that what find, we're doing? I would find that appealing. Okay. Uh, banana jokes you get it appealing appealing <laughs> really really <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't mean to make you slip up <laughs> banana joke another one part two the sequel returns you are definitely a dad <laughs> uh, all right are we ready number one the groundhog punk satani phil has predicted we will have an early spring Punk Satani. Uh, in the last decade, he's only been right about 40% of the time. It is Punk Satani. It is. I'm laughing at how you said groundhog. Groundhog? What? <laughs> what is funny about how I say groundhog? What? I'm. Okay. You're, you're... All right. Say it again. No. Mm-mm. You're not pronouncing the D. And you're really <laughs> emphasizing the hog. You know, well, you're emphasizing the vowels, really. You know. Groundhog. Shut up, you. It's just so strange. Oh, sorry. Caught me off guard. The groundhog. Ground. <laughs> yeah. Groundhog. Hog. Groundhog. Yeah. Groundhog. Groundhog. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the youngest Americans, Millennials and Generation Z, are set to make up 30% of the electoral vote for the 2020 election, according to Pew Research. That is incredibly Th- discouraging. Oh, 37, yeah, 37%. Did I say 27? You said 30. Oh. Um, but yeah, yeah that's, that's, really a, discouraging. that's a lot. <laughs> I'm not incredibly happy about that. Especially not with this weird green New Deal going around. Have you seen that thing? No. <laughs> And there's so many Democrats backing it. It is completely unrealistic. It's It gives us 10 years to make sweeping changes to the entire nation, which includes no more air travel. We would have high-speed railways all across the country. There would be very little cars, or if there are cars... None of them could use gasoline. They would all have to be electric. And this would require, this would be a requirement. This isn't like a, we're, we're going to, you know, give you a 20, 30 year period to get this over. Within 10 years, everybody would have to have this. It also called for uh, upgrading or destroying and rebuilding every single house and building in the country. Who's paying for this? Exactly. <laughs> there, the there's there's a handful of Democrats. They're all kind of socialist leaning Democrats that are putting this up, including the Democratic new savior Alexandria Ocasio Cortez right now, which is just the airheadiest airhead I've ever heard, <laughs> and I don't understand how she's being bandied about. This is why I think I actually posted the other day. I really think that she might be the actual Antichrist. Because it's the first time I've seen someone who's blatantly dumb 
and everyone's just fawning over. She would provide fodder for SNL and every late night monologue for years to come with what she's already said. But she's been on all those shows and just been like, that's amazing. That's a fantastic idea. Just kissing her butt. (laughs) I'm like, this is the, (laughs) how are you? You can't be this stupid. It's impossible to be this stupid. Oh, anyway, sorry. I'm getting off on a, a political you tangent. You are on a bit of a tangent. And we're going to be doing that later, so I don't want to do that now. And we still have one more <laughs> fact. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Women are more efficient at dealing with hardship and are more likely to survive an extreme crisis, according to a Duke University research team. Okay, I believe so, that. Eh, it came from Duke, so it's garbage. Just saying. Came from Duke. It's dookie. It's poo, because Duke sucks. Okay, I feel like you need to elaborate as your reasoning instead of just repeating. Because I'm a Tar Heel, that's why. Okay, so it's just pure... And anybody, anybody who is collegiate rivalry. Exactly. Did you go to that college? (laughs) No. But, okay, so as a North Carolinian, you grew up either one of two ways. You either grew up a Tar Heel or you grew up... Of Dookie. <laughs> and I grew up a Tar Heel. <laughs> Weren't you getting on to me last week for making poop jokes? Okay, but you listen. You said Dookie like four times. It's now. in the name. It is in the name. What else do they expect us to call them? Oh, gracious. The Duke Dookies. That's who you are. You are not Blue Devils, you are Dookies. Dookies. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> the words. All right. Artist updates from social media. We got Jamie Grace. Keeping social media world up to date on her pregnancy, she posted this week's pregnancy craving, Reese's Puff Cereal. And by this week, I mean the whole last month. <laughs> when Reese's Puff Cereal came out, I tried it like the first time way back when I was a kid, and I did not like it. I was severely disappointed as a child. And I don't know if it's because I really loved Captain Crunch peanut butter cereal and this, uh-huh. and I expected it to be like that, but the chocolate kind of took away from it. I don't know. So I'm a huge Reese's fan. Yeah, me too. See what I did? I didn't say. You no. said it right. I know. <gasps> <laughs> I should have had like celebration music ready. <laughs> You didn't um, say Reese's, Reese's like all you other wackadoos out there who say it that way. <laughs> yes, you're wrong. You, um, I'm talking to you right now. I think it's a regional thing, Matt. But anyway. <laughs> no um, matter, it's still wrong. I'm a huge Reese's fan. And I think, I remember when it first came out and I was super excited. Didn't like the cereal, didn't care for the yeah. cereal. But if you let the cereal just sit in the milk, mm. the milk. Makes it better? Uh-huh. So it's one of those cereals that's better soggy? Yeah. And the milk? Uh-huh. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, if I ever come across it again. I mean, it's in Walmart. It's not like you got to go out looking for it. Well, I, I just mean I ain't going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I come across somebody's house, and they're like, hey, you want a bowl of Reese's Puffs? Okay. But I ain't going to buy it. <laughs> uh, I've been burned already this this last year. I tried the Nutter Butter peanut butter cereal. I'm like, I love nutter butter cookies. This is probably going to be the peanut buttery, peanut butteriest cereal I've ever peanut had. Peanut buttery. And it was, <laughs> it was not good. Well, Eli loves it. Yeah. But again, it comes back to 
Captain Crunch peanut butter cereal, which I feel is the ultimate peanut butter cereal. It's perfect. Nutter butter is just, it was weird. It was weirdly sweet. Mm. It, there wasn't enough saltiness to it. You have to have that balance with mm. peanut butter. It was sweet yeah. and saltiness. Yeah. And it was too sweet. It was just like pure sugar Could peanut butter. Could have shook some salt in your cereal. <laughs> I oh, considered it. <laughs> if you must know. Uh, an observation from former third day guitarist Mark Lee. Sometimes it feels like Twitter has turned into a non funny version of the two grumpy dudes on the Muppets. Mm. <laughs> That's why That's I don't do Twitter. Absolutely true. Um, Facebook is becoming that way, though. It really is. <laughs> Everything's becoming that way because we can't have anything nice. Because people guys. are so grumpy. Ugh. Why don't you just turn on back row and listen to us every now and then? <laughs> well, it, we're gonna we be, will make We're going to be pretty grumpy later. <laughs> nope. Nope. During this third segment, we're going to get plenty grumpy. Fine. But... For right now, we're going to try and combat that Twitter nonsense by giving you a spotlight of some funny people to follow on Twitter. What happened, Mo? I busted my ankle on the chair. (laughs) Mo's Mo's face exploded silently, (laughs) which I'm grateful for because you didn't scream into the microphone. Oh, it hurt. (laughs) I was just swinging my foot. And then you busted him on the metal bar. Right on the metal bar of the chair. These chairs are no joke either. Sorry about that. Anyway. We're yes, trying Matt, to make you, laugh. you should apologize. It's your fault that I busted my ankle on the chair. I just meant sorry for you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> sorry you don't have your act together. Jeez. Okay. Today... Apology gone wrong. <laughs> you had to say something. All right. Today we're going to spotlight a, an account called Crass Christian, and it's spelled exactly like that on the handle, at Crass Christian. Uh, we've got 15 of their tweets, his tweets, and uh, we're just going to read them back and forth and uh, give you a taste. All right. Put it are that you, way. Oh, are you ready? I'm ready. You go first, right? Yep, I yeah, go first. Okay. Some of y'all didn't go to VBS as a kid, and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't hired a new pastor yet, so if we hold out long enough, maybe we can skip all the sermons about tithing we typically get around tax season. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that one made me chuckle. (laughs) Spending time with my toddler nephew today has has reminded me how much fun it is to be a kid and also how much I dislike other people's children. (laughs) People kept saying, I'm sorry, pastor kept saying he wants the office to go paperless, but then got mad when I took all the toilet paper out of the bathroom. Like, make up your mind, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Always awkward when you're at the doctor with your very pregnant wife and they offer her juice or something and you ask if it's grape or apple, but they aren't talking to you. Long story short, I didn't get any juice and I'm thirsty. (laughs) I'll say this one last time and loud for those in the cheap seats. It's not gossip if you make it all into a prayer request, except it is if the prayer request goes over three minutes long. Like we want the good stuff, not all the unimportant details. And I'm looking at you, Tina. (laughs) called your mother-in-law out (laughs) that happens a lot it also happened with napoleon dynamite oh yeah (laughs) tina you fat lard eat your dinner (laughs) and she was there we watched oh that's nice (laughs) Uh, if anybody can handle it i feel like it's her oh yeah okay church secretary told me she thinks video games are mind-numbing and a waste of time 
Then I pointed to her Benny Hinn CD collection, and now she won't talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Pastor discovered group texts, and now it's like this is a violation of the Geneva Convention or something. (laughs) (laughs) Know how I know the whole name it, claim it movement is false? I've been praying for superpowers since I was nine years old, and even now at the age of 37, every time I try to fly, my wife says, stop jumping off the couch. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, you're supposed to keep passing the communion crackers and not just eat them all, but honestly, if the sermon were a little shorter, I wouldn't be so hungry. Whose fault is this really, Pastor? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hashtag bad TV show pitch ideas. Two vegetables, teaching Bible lessons, but are forced to solve a murder mystery. The celery has been diced. Bob the tomato investigates the crime. Larry the cucumber prosecutes the criminals. We call it slaw and order. (laughs) (laughs) Gung, gung. Worship pastor. They will know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Guy in the back. Yeah, love of donuts. Worship pastor. Sit down, Carl. You know I have a thyroid issue. I feel like that would be a conversation between you and John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's always weird when I go to the gym to work out, but instead end up eating Dunkin' Donuts, not doing that first thing. <laughs> Every church has that one lady that goes from zero to crying in 10 seconds or less while giving her testimony. Shut up! <laughs> we can't help it, okay? <laughs> Uh, so, just a quick update. Apparently, Celebrate Recovery does not specialize in helping le- helping you get past the fact that you're never bringing back hashtag Firefly. Who knew that Actually, they're never bringing back hashtag Firefly? Who they, knew? That it totally does. That's called denial. It helps you get over denial, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Living in the past. That's true. We will bring you through the pain of the past to your future, to a Without better future. Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> Without Firefly. Oh, Firefly was good, man. It was good. I didn't watch it. It's not much of a commitment. There's only 13 episodes and a movie. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Okay, then. (laughs) But it was really good. I know what I'm doing on Friday. It could have been fantastic. Could have gone on for a long, long time. It just fell victim to poor planning when it came to the premieres and whatnot. Mm. And then they started airing episodes out of order. And it was obvious that they were out of order. You know, some shows you could do that with, like The Next Generation. There were several of those episodes that were, like, contained. Everything within the story was within that one episode, mm-hmm. and it didn't really have an effect on the season as a whole. Okay. But with Firefly, everything, every next episode had a bit or a piece from the one before it mm-hmm. that you needed to know, whether yeah. that be a new character or where they were going or something like that. And so they began airing them out of order because they thought that it would be... You know, ratings would be higher on this one, so let's put this episode that might be more explosive on this one, and vice versa. And it just confused people watching it, and sure. people stopped tuning in. So once we got it on DVD in the correct order, everyone was like, "This is amazing! Why aren't we still doing this?" <laughs> and so it became this huge thing. Everybody loved it. Everyone was clamoring for it to come back. And instead of bringing it back as a show, they made a movie called Serenity. That came out in theaters, and it was very popular, and it was like their big the finale is pretty uh-huh. much what they did, uh, mainly because they never really got to get to their big bad guy that they had been teasing mm. in the first season. So this was their big bad guy moment. But, yeah, it was cool. 
I like it. It's good for at least one watch. Yeah. All right. It's like it's like Cowboys in Space. Let's put it that way. Didn't Cowboys and Pirates in Space. It's really good. No, no, no. I oh, mean, okay. as a general thing, not. Oh, okay. Not Cowboys versus Aliens, the Get movie it. you're thinking of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. I guess that's it for this segment, y'all. That's all I got for this segment. Well. So I guess we're going to close out this segment. And we'll come back for the next segment. <laughs> In a minute. When we come back, fine. We'll talk about it. Stick around. show here on this tuesday this third hour and uh i know neither one of us are terribly excited we're not terribly excited but we got to talk about it because it's everywhere and if we don't talk about it y'all are gonna say are you just being oblivious so why aren't y'all talking about it <laughs> what i have here oh gosh okay i have several several news stories where we're kind of lining up a timeline here of all the shocking and terrible things that are going on in this nation with abortion laws. And uh, I'm just going to read these. Mo, jump in if you have a thought in any one of these at any point. You're going to regret saying that. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to try and keep it. Here's my thought. <laughs> so, of course, two weeks ago, New York State shocked the nation by passing an abortion law that allows pregnant women to terminate their pregnancies up until their due dates. Uh, that was, it was approved with so much cheering and joy. They lit up the dang empire state building in pink and white to celebrate this momentous occasion. What made me sad was that I found out that they're not the only state that allows abortion up to birth Mm -hmm. before New York lawmakers voted on that last Tuesday to remove gestational limits on abortion, seven states and Washington DC already had laws allowing third trimester abortions. The seven, now eight states that have no gestational gestational limits on abortion are Alaska, Colorado, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Vermont, Washington DC, and our home state of New Mexico, Mm -hmm. which I did not know that. And that makes me very sad. Mm -hmm. However, two, um, two are in states that allow abortion up to birth and three are in states that prohibit late term abortion, but allow exemptions, uh, California, Maryland, Ohio. But among the states that have no abortion limits so far, only Colorado and our state, New Mexico actually have clinics that will perform abortions up to 32 weeks and later on, on a case by case basis. Uh, so while it is allowed in several states, it's only actually being practiced in two that we are aware of. Mm-hmm. But still, the fact that it's even on the book says, yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. All right. So in light of the new prohibition abortion bill passed in New York, Democrats in the state of Virginia have been taking things even further by proposing a piece of legislation that would allow the killing of a baby right up to the moment of birth. 
An exchange between Virginia House Democrat Kathy Tran and Republican Todd Gilbert during a House subcommittee hearing, it was made clear that under HB 2491, the mother would be permitted to request an abortion even as she is showing signs of going into labor. Uh, the same Virginia legislator who filed this bill a year uh, filed the uh, a bill this year that would allow abortion during a woman's delivery also filed a bill to prohibit the targeting of a certain type of caterpillar by pesticides. The bills were filed on the same day by the same person. Pro-lifers on social media said the contrast between the two bills were striking: save the canker worm, destroy a full-term baby. Thank goodness the VAGAP le- legislators stopped this madness. Terry Lathan, a chairwoman for the Alabama Republican Party, wrote on Twitter. <sighs> so, a Louisiana law set to go into effect next week will be the Supreme Court's first major test, or it was set to go into effect this week. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm reading. these are. This is about two weeks' worth of news stories I'm going through. Uh, Louisiana law will set to go into effect this week would be the Supreme Court's first major test on abortion with its new conservative block. At issue is a new law that requires abortion doctors to have admitting privileges at a hospital within 30 miles of the clinic. Pro-lifers say that the law makes clinics safer for women if complications arise. Pro-choice groups counter that, that it will limit the number of abortion clinics in the state. This was blocked by the Supreme Court despite its conservative majority. So it did not go through. Mm -hmm. Uh, In an interview about the Virginia bill, Ralph Northam, the governor of Virginia, currently under fire for the surfacing of a college photo where he was either dressed in a KKK uniform or in blackface. It's unclear which one was him. Stated that in cases of severe deformities or non-viable pregnancies, the infant would be resuscitated if that was what the mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. This heavily implied that even if this deformed child was born and kept alive, the option to then kill it was still on the table, despite the fact that there are many people in this world living with severe deformities. Virginia Democrat Delegate Kathy Tran, who proposed the current currently defeated bill, explained in a viral video during a subcommittee hearing last week that the bill would also allow women to decide if they want to have an, abor- an abortion as they dilate ahead of giving birth. In the video, the chairman of the subcommittee, Delegate Todd Gilbert, asked Tran, what if it's obvious a woman is about to give birth? She has physical signs that she's going into labor and that she's dilating. Kathy Tran replied, my bill would allow for that, yes. <sighs> still more if you thought abortion bills in new york virginia and in virginia were bad just wait until you see vermont's legislation to eliminate abortion restrictions have dominated headlines in recent weeks as outlet outrage builds over how extreme progressives are willing to be uh to be in order to preserve so-called women's rights bills in new york virginia and rhode island are all weaving together by a common thread they appear to remove nearly all abortion regulations even allowing abortions during the third trimester but one to remove uh, one state's bill which has been dubbed the most radical abortion legalization statute in the world may top them all vermont's bill would remove all practical abortion regulations establishing the fundamental right to the procedure without restriction while completely eradicating any consideration for an unborn child's viability the state of vermont is considering oh i just said that yeah considering the most radical abortion in the world 
it comes less than two weeks after New York passed a similar law and days after Virginia bill legalizing abortion up to the moment of birth was defeated amidst a public outcry. This prompted Vice President Mike Pence to write in the National Review that the embrace of infanticide is morally reprehensible and evil. Pence also compared these extreme new abortion laws to what takes place in North Korea and China. Next story, three three times in three days, House Democrats blocked a request by Republicans to vote on a bill that would stop infanticide. Thursday, by the second, uh, Thursday was the second time congressional, congressional Democrats <laughs> thwarted an attempt by Republicans to vote on a bill that would provide medical care and treatment for babies who survived failed abortions. That's what this is. Mm-hmm. They want to make sure that babies who survive abortions would be given medical care once they are born twice in the house and once in the Senate or sorry, three times in the house and once in the Senate. Now that has been shouted down Uh, as life news reported pro abortion Senator Patty Murray blocked a vote on Monday on a bill from pro-life Republican Senator Ben Sass, uh, uh, or is it Sassy or Sassy? I don't know. Sassy? Uh, of Nebraska that would stop infanticide nationwide. Then Wednesday, Democrats blocked Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy's unanimous consent request to vote on a Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. Thursday, House Minority Whip Steve Scalise asked Democrats to allow a vote on what should be a non-controversial bill. They refused. Friday, pro-life Congresswoman Ann Wanger of Missouri asked the House for unanimous consent to bring up the bill to stop infanticide. House Democrats blocked it again. The media has been dutifully trotting out abortion experts, quote-unquote, to claim that women don't abort for simple reasons late in pregnancy. These, quote-unquote, experts, some of them late-term abortionists themselves, have repeatedly stated that women abort later because of fetal anomalies and because of threats to the mother's life and health. But what does the research on this actually say? Well, it says the opposite. And this research isn't from the pro-life side. A 2013 gut match gut mocker study by Diane Green Foster and Katrina Kimport titled Who Seeks Abortions at or After 20 Weeks reveals that most women seeking abortions late in pregnancy did so for reasons other than fetal anomaly or life health of the mother. Foster and Kimport note most women seeking later abortions fit at least one of five profiles. They were raising children alone, were depressed or using illicit substances, were in conflict with a male partner or experiencing domestic violence, had trouble deciding, and then had access Access problems, or were young and how do you say that word? Nelliparous. Nelliparous. The Gutmacher Institute is a pro-abortion, pro-abortion research organization, a special affiliate of Planned Parenthood, which was named after a Planned Parenthood president who was a staunch advocate for forced population control. They are the ones that released this information hmm. themselves. In his book titled Abortion Practice, Colorado late-term abortionist Warren Hearn admits at times medical considerations enter into the picture, but decisions are usually made on the basis of such factors as desire or lack of desire for parenthood, stability of relationships, educational status, emotional status, or economic status, among others. (sighs) The vast majority, vast majority are for one convenience reason or another to varying degrees some of them yes difficult tough situations but still doable with a kid or even giving your child up to adoption. adoption yeah absolutely no reason 
to take the life. I'm glad, though, I... And I obviously stayed quiet up until now. But the one thing that kept resounding in my heart this entire time is mental illness and mental instability throughout pregnancy. Mm -hmm. It's a common thing. Yeah. It's a very common thing. And even up until the birth, going into labor, you know, that can send anyone over the edge. And I think given the option, allowing, given that allowance for it is only going to increase the numbers mm-hmm. of the women that feel like, okay, I, I can't do this, so I'm going to just not do this. I feel like that's extremely common, too. I feel like all women go through, at least first-time mother uh, pregnancies, go through a, a period where they're like, I, I can't, can't do, do this. this. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And if we let that moment of panic become, so I'm not going to. Defining. Yeah, mm-hmm. b- being like, okay, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, exactly exactly what you're saying is true. Mm-hmm. Um, there are three myths that we have here that are being bandied about right now. And, uh, we want to give you the truth to those myths. Myth number one is that pregnancy or abortions, uh, especially late term abortions say they only occur when the fetus will die anyway, or the mom's life is in danger. Uh, Abby Johnson, who was once a Planned Parenthood clinic director and whose story of leaving the abortion industry is being told in the upcoming movie. In fact, it might, it might already be out now, uh, called Unplanned. It's a documentary, pretty much, has said that it is false to say the women who choose late-term abortion do so because of medical reasons. We referred hundreds of women to abort their babies after 24 weeks, and not one of them was for medical reasons. Yeah. Um. The problem, okay, well, actually, we'll talk about this in the next one. Myth number two is they are only allowed by law in extreme circumstances. That is not true at all. Uh, Roe v. Wade, the 1973 landmark case that legalized abortion nationwide, is the most widely known court decision on the issue. But just as important is a companion case called Doe v. Bolton. That justifies, or that justices said is to be read together with the Roe decision. In the Doe ruling, the court said that abortions were permitted after the period where the baby could survive outside the womb. Medical judgment as to the mother's health was left to a single doctor and could mean that uh, physical, emotional, psychological, familia, or the woman's age relevant to the well-being of the patient. Uh, So all of those were to be taken in consideration now. It wasn't just Mm -hmm. the woman's physical health, but specifically the words emotional and psychological Mm -hmm. opened the door with such a loose definition. The practice is thereby permitted under the law for any reason in states that allow it. Uh, You can find an abortion doctor that will say, is that going to stress you out too much to have a kid? Okay, that's reason enough. You have an emotional or psychological restriction against your abortion. And don't say that that doesn't happen because it does. Mm -hmm. We have heard story after story, account after account of the flimsiest reasoning behind these abortions Mm -hmm. uh, being accepted because there's no regulation. Uh, Abortion has some of the worst regulation nationwide as an industry than any other industry in America. Mm Because there is no oversight for fear of losing political clout. Nobody's going to be the one that says, hey, y'all need to straighten up your act on the Democrat side Mm -hmm. who 
always seems to have the power over this situation. Mm -hmm. It's always about women's rights. It's never about uh, the life of the child. Mm. And that's just becoming more and more clear right now. Uh, The third myth is that the Democratic Party's position is mainstream. Every few years since 1996, Gallup has polled Americans on whether they support abortion in the last three months of pregnancy. Opposition has ranged in that time from 80 to 86%. It's never gone below 80. The last poll to ask was in May of 2018 that showed 81% of Americans are opposed to abortion in the last three months of pregnancy. Mm. And yet, (laughs) and yet... They're still pushing this like this is something all of America wants. Yeah. I mean, as as a man, which is the other thing that's always pushed is that man can't men can't have an opinion on mm-hmm. this because we don't give birth. Mm-hmm. But as a man that can't give birth, gosh, it looks a heck of a lot like murder. Mm-hmm. Especially when the child is is already viable. If the child could survive outside of the womb. At this point, which usually is in the third trimester, they can keep the child alive. Mm-hmm. How is it even an option? How are we even allowing that to be an option now? It is a viable child. I understand where some people get uh, their other opinions for earlier term. I, I, I mean, I don't agree with them, but I get the logic behind what they're, what they're trying to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, even some Christians say, you know, it's not... Uh, we can't really say that it's alive until it has blood, which doesn't happen until like the third week. And I said, you know what? Currently, given what we have, I would get behind that. Abortion's allowable up to three weeks. Mm-hmm. After that, no more. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, it's just the flimsiest excuses as to why we're not going to give it life status. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen people try to justify it just by saying birthdays. Well, we don't start counting their age until they're born. We don't celebrate their birthday on the day that they were conceived. Well, number one, you don't know exactly the day that they're conceived. They're not conceived the day you have sex. It comes sometimes within the next three weeks. Right. But then the birthday is an anniversary of the day they're born. Mm -hmm. It's not accounting specifically of the time they've existed on the planet. It's a time that they've been born (laughs) in a life. So they're saying because we have certain terminology, that means the baby's not alive anymore. And it's just, I don't know. Sad. You're being really quiet. Why don't you say things? I don't. So it's really hard for me. I, I'll just be really honest. When I am really passionate about something, it's really hard for me to articulate yeah. my feelings. I always feel like I end up sounding silly or dumb or uneducated, unknowledgeable. And just like I'm speaking from pure passion and not. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, So for fear of sounding anything less than (laughs) smart, I've tried to stay quiet. However, I have. I have a few feelings towards it and it I it astounds me that we have so many laws to protect. Sea turtles, Mm -hmm. you know. Caterpillars. Caterpillars. <laughs> Animals in and of themselves, but we are so quick to throw life away and be okay with it. Yeah, and be be told that we're monsters if we're not okay yeah. with it. Yeah. 
And to be told that we're monsters if we can't get behind saving sea turtles. I'm, <laughs> I, I, <sighs> yeah. So, and I go keep going back to the argument of, well, if death is determined by when your heart stops, then why isn't life determined when your heart begins? Mm-hmm. And you can find a fetal heartbeat very early in mm-hmm. pregnancy first trimester so if it's just a lot of hypocritical makes no sense yeah don't yeah, understand why anybody in their right mind doesn't get it yeah my favorite hypocritical thing is that PETA as an organization is pro-abortion yeah <laughs> save all the animals mm-hmm. kill, the kill babies. all the babies yeah I just, I don't get it. It just makes me, it makes me really sad. And then I go back to everybody's argument. Everybody's argument is, well, it's, it's only for the life of the mother. It's only for, you know, to protect her life. Extremes. There are already laws in place to protect the mother. Mm -hmm. There are. There are already laws in place. I can't think... Of this huge epidemic of women that we've seen die during childbirth because there weren't laws to protect her. Mm-hmm. You're right. And it's, so that, it don't lie to me. Don't try to sugarcoat it. Don't try. No, that's false. And on top of that, if we're going to go off of it's okay to kill this baby because it has this deformity, it may or may not have a good quality of life. How many children have we seen born, we know a handful of them personally, who are differently abled, if you will, and it was never picked up on an ultrasound. Right. You know? And there's also so many cases of doctors misdiagnosing Mm -hmm. them as having a a deformity or a a disorder Mm -hmm. in the womb, and they come out and they're totally... Regular. Totally fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. nothing nothing different. Mm-hmm. I told um, the story of my friend Sarah who had her her son Oaks, mm-hmm. and they were told the entire time, you should just really consider abortion because he's just not going to have a good quality of life. Four years later, little boy is a typical four-year-old boy running around, perfect, complete, clear bill of health. Yeah. Everything that the doctors diagnosed him with through ultrasound was false mm-hmm. yeah what you were touching about touching about it was uh lying these things being based on lies it's been based on lies since the beginning mm-hmm. and uh they've democratic lawmakers have already come out and admitted this in the past saying that back when roe v wade was on the table and back when abortion has been in and out of uh, the supreme court and all these things we lied because we knew we were getting after a, a uh, the right thing we mm-hmm. were doing the right thing so we lied yeah uh, they lied about how many quote unquote back alley abortions were happening, illegal abortions were happening because we wouldn't make it legal. They said that they were happening in the millions and that several million women were dying from these unsafe procedures every year and that if we made it legal, that would quell. Well, number one, it wasn't happening in the millions. It was happening in the thousands. Mm -hmm. And of those, there were women that were dying. Sure. And those are terrible things and it shouldn't have been happening. Problem was 
as soon as we legalized abortion and abortion clinics started popping up everywhere, even to this day, that number still hasn't gone down. Yeah. Still almost the exact same amount of illegal back alley abortions are being uh, per performed and about the same number of women are dying from those procedures. Mm -hmm. It didn't do anything and the numbers weren't nearly as high as they ever said it was. But they lied in order to get their way. And it's the same thing that they do every time it's been brought up in recent history that I remember uh, in in politics is they immediately run to the things like uh, health of the mother, rape, and incest. Mm -hmm. Saying so, anytime someone says they want to put limits on abortion, those things are always brought up. Mm -hmm. well, what if someone is raped, or what if someone, uh, you know, what if someone is raped by their father and then they get pregnant? Are we supposed to just say, "Too bad, you can, uh, you have to have that child," and mm -hmm. it's gonna and I, look, I understand that. All of us understand that. It's a terrible situation. Um, it occurs in less than 3% of yeah. abortions, though. Less than 3% have anything to do with either rape or incest, or it's going to almost certainly or high, a high percentage of a chance kill the mother. 97% mm -hmm. are all for convenience reasons to one degree or another. Mm-hmm. And again, some of these situations still are terrible situations. You know, a young child of 13, 14 having a kid. That's not a great situation. But that doesn't justify just killing the child. Mm -hmm. A child only 13 or 14 young, years younger than the child having the baby. You know, what's the real difference at that point? Yeah. This is still another child that's coming into the world and... Adoption is the best way. Even, and that's the other thing is this: why do we want to put them up for adoption? Them being, being uh, homes and foster homes and all this, uh, and have a miserable life themselves. Okay, sure. Sometimes that's rough. Sometimes kids don't get adopted or don't get adopted young, and they have a rough beginning of their life. That doesn't mean their entire life is not going to be worth living. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that they would prefer to have never been alive. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have this whole being born without the consent thing we talked about the other day, mm -hmm. that guy suing his parents for yeah. giving birth without consent. Uh, why are we okay with just killing a child without consent? Mm -hmm. Why are we okay making the decision of that? They wouldn't want to live. They wouldn't want to live with a deformity. They wouldn't want to live with Down syndrome. They wouldn't want to live a, a life uh, without their real parents, you know, growing up in the foster system or anything like that. And so that's okay now. Mm -hmm. It's okay then. It's just, it's it's one of those situations where I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I feel like uh -huh. I'm the guy from Zoolander. Yes. We're like, how are so many people okay with this? Yeah. Um, you but hear I'm, a lot of the excuse of, sorry, Matt. Yeah, go ahead. The, the excuse of, well, it's just fear mongering. You only believe these statistics because you've been um it's been beat into your head for so long and you're just afraid you're just afraid to accept what the truth is but it kills me in that very next breath i want to say you are doing the exact same thing mm -hmm. you have not lived a case you have not for the majority of people mm -hmm. you know none of us have a personal um attachment to a case of that severity you know, when yeah. when it's only 3% of the abortions, it's going to be hard to find somebody who has a personal attachment in a rape incest. Right. Or 
health of the mother kind of case. Meanwhile, I do know someone who was raped and was impregnated and had the child and does not regret it at all. Mm -hmm. Because that child, while it might have uh, come from one of the worst experiences of this woman's life, it has become the redemption story to that terrible experience. Mm -hmm. God used that terrible experience and made something beautiful out of it Mm -hmm. in her son, which she loves like any son she would have ever had, had she planned it. It's, it's the idea. It's this, 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 uh, dark idea that every bad thing will always be bad. Right. That there is no redemption in this life. And so if a child comes, like I am, again, I understand that's one of them. That's got to be one of the most traumatic experiences of your life to be raped, let alone get impregnated by mm-hmm. rape. I get it. And honestly, if we curtailed abortion laws down to only allowing it in those 3% of cases, while I wouldn't be 100% overjoyed about it, that would be okay with me because I at least understand the reasoning behind it and mm-hmm. it's a legitimate reasoning. Yeah. But still, to to just have this, this nihilist, nihilist view that, that uh, there's no worth there, there's no viability there mm-hmm. because it's coming out of something from a bad place to begin with. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. I don't know exactly what to say. I just know that I have seen so much good come from people who choose in the tough times to do the tough thing because it's right. Mm -hmm. And I've seen so much regret from people who have chosen to do the easier thing Mm -hmm. because they were convinced or they convinced themselves that it was okay. I've known a handful of people that have had abortions. Every single one of them regret it. Mm -hmm. Even... Roe from Roe v. Wade regrets it, hates that her name is attached to this case and to everything that is going on in this country now, mm-hmm. wishes she could take it all back. It's, it's, Christians have always warned about a slippery slope. And like you said, we're always told it's just fear mongering. Mm-hmm. It's just ramping up something that's really simple. Mm-hmm. And yet, that's what we're seeing right now. We are now seeing a governor saying with their proposed bill, a child could be born alive, kept alive, and they could decide to kill it. Mm -hmm. They're saying that a child could be in the process of being born, dilating the mother, and they could kill the baby then. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. That's not just okay celebrated as women's rights Mm -hmm. light up the night sky with the pink and white lights (sighs) yeah and i don't have an answer i don't have an answer i don't think that they're we're gonna keep spiraling like this until the day jesus comes back i mean the answer ultimately is obviously jesus Mm -hmm. you know i i didn't know if i was gonna tell this story or not but i guess i am um (laughs) I said something, I think, yesterday about how we're hosting our home for D-Now, for Disciple Now, um, for 6th and 7th grade boys who are attending. And we have a morning study and an evening study. And our 
evening, one of our evening studies led to a discussion about abortion. And we were talking about where we find freedom and that the world will tell you that you find freedom in being able to make your own choices, that that's where your freedom lies, that whatever makes you feel good is your freedom. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, Jesus tells us that our freedom is in him. Mm -hmm. Our freedom from our sin is found only in him. And talking about abortion, of course, again, I said these are sixth and seventh grade boys, so they're between 11 and 13 years old. A few of them were like, wait, what's abortion? So we had to delicately explain to them what abortion was. And then their immediate response was, if somebody doesn't want to have a baby, why are they trying to have a baby? And we had to explain, well, not everybody's trying to have a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you just get pregnant. And then their answer was, and I loved this because to oh, me it oh. showed innocence in them yeah. still. But their answer was, or their question was, well, if they're not trying to have a baby, then why are they doing the thing that's going to make them have a baby? <laughs> and for me, I just thought that is so profound in such a big way. Because it boils back down to sin. And one sin leads to another sin, which leads to another sin, and always will always, mm-hmm. almost like a domino effect. Um, and it, for them, it's so simple. And sometimes I think that if we just had that childlike faith, things would be a lot easier. If you don't want to have a child, don't do the thing that's going to make you <laughs> have a child. It's just or, so easy. Or at least... Use one of the several ways that are available to you to keep you from getting pregnant. <laughs> exactly. But in that moment, uh, I just wanted to I wanted to hug each one of them and explain, right. you know, sexual immorality <laughs> to each one of them. And, Please be innocent well, for the rest of your life. Yes. But when you think about it, it's so true. Yeah. It is. And it's hard. It's difficult. I get that. But guys, Jesus died on the cross. The most hard, excruciating, painful death that he could have ever endured. He was mocked and made a fool of on a regular basis and didn't deserve any of it. And we want to complain that we can't have sex before marriage because that's the sacrifice that we have to make. I was having a, I had posted a a meme, I guess, that I knew was going to cause some reaction. Yeah. Which was basically saying, you know spitting in the face of the idea of oh well you have to have uh you have to have sex with multiple people and you have to have sex before marriage to make sure that you're compatible sexually with your spouse Mm -hmm. and the meme was blasting that away was if you uh wait waited to have sex until you're married then compatibility would come naturally by by design yeah yeah (laughs) and uh sure enough it did draw a an argument from someone who is an admitted atheist and and uh he wanted to basically fight me on that because he lived the opposite way he mm-hmm. he had uh he's had several relationships and he's married now and and he said look at you know I had to find someone that I was sexually compatible with and he said you have no to me you have no idea what you were missing out on and I'm sitting from the other side saying no, you have no idea what you missed out on mm-hmm. by throwing that away and not tying that in with all the actual emotional, physical, and spiritual connection that you would have with that one person mm-hmm. that you committed to for the rest of your life. Instead of doing that, you decided that it was better to develop sexually by yourself and then go out and try and find somebody else who developed a similar pattern. Mm-hmm. 
instead of developing your patterns as a couple. With complete disregard for the other person's feelings, the other person's emotional That's exactly it. Yeah, it it became a selfish thing mm -hmm. instead of a selfless thing. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things he brought up. He said, well, what if while y'all are trying, y'all discover that that y'all like something different or one of you likes something, what do you don't? Or one of you wants to have sex a lot more than the other one does. I said, well, that's another beautiful part of it Mm -hmm. is that sex needs to be selfless. Yeah. It, it's it's just it's just like Christmas, where giving is better than receiving. You get a much better gift when you sacrifice some of your desire for the the uh, the what's the word I'm thinking of satisfaction of your partner. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. you know that you know some of it will look at it and 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 sarcastically call that compromise where nobody's happy. Right. No. You're in this situation, you'd be very happy with compromise because you're getting to give, you're getting to sacrifice what you would prefer a little bit for your spouse. And Mm -hmm. ultimately you get a satisfaction out of that too, Mm -hmm. just in a different way. Something that you don't get with selfish sexual relationships when it's all about what getting what you want and what you like all the time. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a whole nother level. It's a whole new layer to sexual intimacy and but yeah, just the way we both looked at each other, again, I can't really judge from his side. Yeah. But just seeing the how those relationships work and how that has caused so many problems in so many other people's lives uh, where that's their mindset of, I'm going to try as many people as I can until I find someone who's just like me. Mm-hmm. And then seeing, well, ultimately, they're still going to get divorced in two years. Yeah, guess what? the whole what? process starts over again. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> Nobody is just like you. Right. And men are completely different <laughs> from women. Mm-hmm. And there is, go- it doesn't matter. Listen, <laughs> I can judge him <laughs> because I was there. I'll just put uh, it out there. That was me. Well, not the person I was arguing with. It but... was me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh. But on the other side of it, and I almost guarantee with 100% certainty that his only argument came from a place of guilt. A lot of times we argue because deep down in our heart, we feel guilty for something. And we want to be able to justify it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Now, I don't personally know him, so I can't say that for sure. But if it were me, that's the only reason that I could see arguing Mm. to cover up my... My guilt to come and try and justify the decisions that I made when I was stupid. Um, But men and women are totally different. You are never, ever, 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 ever going to be on the same page all the time, especially when it comes to sex. You're just not. Regardless of if you waited until marriage or if you had 50,000 other partners prior to marriage. What? One likes is not always what the other likes. Yeah. And it, so that mentality of I have to find somebody who's compatible with me. Still falls apart. Throw it in the trash. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense. You would still have to have multiple partners to make sure everything (laughs) that you want is satisfied. At some point, (laughs) you are still going to have to. Either sacrifice or get out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) I just. And it. we kind of got off on a big. We did. Tangent. We went in a whole other way. On but a big that's something tangent. I did want to talk about, and I never and I didn't put it in the script. So. Sorry, Matt. But yeah, that was kind of my fault. But it's all right. 
I okay, so I it will still say ties this. in. I it, mean, it's still it's it still does. the same. It's still all the stuff that's coming from the same mindset is that it's all from a selfish point of view. Mm-hmm. It's all about what what we want and us not wanting to take responsibility for certain things and that whole mentality of yeah. instant gratification. What yeah. feels good right now? Mm-hmm. What can I do to make myself feel good in this very moment? Mm-hmm. And for me, that's why it's such a sl- slippery slope for late-term abortion Mm -hmm. because like i said earlier it's just women's emotions are all kinds of crazy in that that last trimester for the most part the majority you know you you begin those postpartum blues before postpartum actually even happens Mm -hmm. um i i wanted to bring up the argument that if we are okay with waiting up until the day before the baby is due or um, even after the baby is due and then deciding, having a conversation because the quality of life may not be that great and then choosing to take the baby's life. Would we have that same mentality for a nine-year-old or a 13-year-old or a 16-year-old who was diagnosed with a life-threatening disease who may come out of it who may, you know, there may be a cure, there may be an answer, and they may live a good quality life, but right now, in this moment, it's looking bleak. It's looking very scary. Would we have that same mentality of, let's just call it. Let's just take the life. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, I think the answer would be no. It would be too difficult for a parent to say, whether it's whether the baby is two years old, six years old, nine years old, whatever, but it's okay to do it a day before the baby's born. Mm-hmm. I just I can't rationalize that. And so yeah, so the next argument, which at this current state in time, most people would say is ridiculous. There's no way it could ever happen. Would be how long is it before we have like a period of a year or two years or a few months where we let a child with a deformity or a down syndrome or something be born and then make the decision on whether or not it should continue on in life. Yeah. And that sounds horrible and barbaric Mm -hmm. and it is. And everyone who's, if we bring that up, everyone on the other side is going to say, there's no way we're ever going to get to that point. But we saw the exact same thing happen with, uh, we'll say gay marriage. Mm -hmm. We, when that for when that first finally became law and allowable we had been crying out about you know the sanctity of marriage and what was thrown in our face what was thrown in our face was the sanctity of marriage got thrown out the window a long time ago with divorce on demand mm-hmm. like that was us yeah like we hadn't been saying back then that it was going to be a slippery slope right we said it was going to be a slippery slope when demortion on uh, we're not where uh where Divorce on demand without any justifiable reason was allowed. We said mm-hmm. it's going to be a slippery slope. When divorce started happening at all uh, without like a seriously legitimate reason, usually you had to prove a an affair or something like mm-hmm. that. When that started happening, uh, when it just became a, we just want to prove that we're not happy anymore and we'll be fine yeah. because you're not happy for that month or that year. You know, marriages are... A work, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you're not happy for sometimes. That doesn't mean that the whole marriage is worthless and that you won't get happy again. Mm-hmm. When we started saying that back when divorces started to become more and more commonplace, said it's going to be a slippery slope. We're going to get divorced with no reason soon. And they're like, oh, no, that's never going to happen. 
And that's just been the path. That's the pattern we're following. Mm -hmm. And so now we're saying, well, now we got people out there saying that they want to marry uh, relatives and, or they want to have sexual relationships with, with children or all these other kind of things. And we're saying that this is going to be possible. This is the slippery slope. And they're saying, no, that's never going to happen. And I said, that's what you've said every other step of the way. Mm -hmm. And all these things, terrible to think about. How long is it going to be before we're the monsters for saying that they can't do that? Love is love, right? Mm -hmm. That's the whole thing. (sighs) I think the whole mentality is to be a voice for, and this is the mentality from the other side. We have to speak up for the people who can't speak for themselves. We have to stand in the gap for those people. But that excludes babies. Except for babies. It excludes the unborn. Except for the babies that literally can't speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, now I, I'm depressed. <laughs> I told Chris when all of this happened, I want for every person, and this is not, I'm not saying this lightly. Yeah. Because it's incredibly difficult. I want for every person who signed off on that bill, who approved it, who said, yes, this is what we're doing. This this is a step in the right direction to sit in on a miscarriage or an abortion and to see that human. Mm-hmm. that baby mm-hmm. i've stood by a friend as she lost her baby at 17 weeks and that was a baby he had fingers he had toes he had eyes he was a baby and to think that he could have been literally ripped apart through abortion breaks my heart and people are doing it every day yep still roughly three thousand times a day mm-hmm. <sighs> all right let's uh we're running way over time so let's do Sorry. do our quick uh, mm-hmm. you just not your fault it's <laughs> not both of our faults but let's do our quick ask us anything trying to end on a bit of a lighter note all right and, uh, we'll head out for the hour what current trend do you hope will go on for a long time okay mine will be controversial oh gosh i want 18 superhero movies a year every year for the rest of my life i don't care if they're good or bad i love them all you know it was a really good year for superhero movies it really Mm. really was was and i'm not even a huge fan of superhero movies but i feel like after 2018 i'm i'm a fan i'm at least a semi-fan i can't wait to yeah okay so i hope that going out in public in workout attire will remain a trend comfortable workout attire comfortable i was thinking the other day so i had on yoga pants an oversized t-shirt that may or may not have had a couple holes in them um my hair was in a super messy bun like not a cute messy bun but a super messy bun um may or may not have been wearing two different shoes not certain and i'm walking through walmart and i thought you know There is really a fine line between a homeless person and a stay-at-home mom and the way that we look these days. But at the same time, when you're in Walmart, there's no judgment there. It's true. (laughs) I'm with my people in Walmart. It's true. All right, stick around. We'll be back in just a few minutes to close up.
Welcome back to the Backdoor Morning Show as we close out the show for today, Tuesday. We got your Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is 1 Corinthians 13, 7. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And our thought for the day comes from In Touch. They remind us contentment is possible in any circumstance when God is our source. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday starting at 7 a.m. Eastern. 4 a.m. Pacific with an encore presentation at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific. And if you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits smashed together into a podcast for you over on BackRowRadio.com or most places you find podcasts. And don't forget to connect with us on all aspects of the Back Row by visiting thebackrow.org and join our Meme Pack Facebook group at brbchurch.com. Hey, Mo, what's the final word? I am outraged, Matt. <laughs> That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.